Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. (laughs) Sibling rivalry. That's good. This was one of my favorite episodes that we've done because there was no real connection to them in terms of knowing them. A lot of the people we've had on our episode we've gotten to know beforehand. or But this particular one, we don't really know these guys. We're talking about the Property Brothers. Yes, just we're to talking let everyone about know, the Property Brothers. You just started talking and no one knows who the hell we're talking about. So, except but, that they downloaded it, so they know that we're oh, yeah. the Property Brothers episode. So there's that. But let me just say, I've been such a Damn fan of the Property Brothers. I'm yeah. a huge HGTV. That is that is on my television all the time. I watch everything. Love it or list it. Property Brothers, Brother versus Brother, Chip and Joanna. I miss them on, on HGTV. But, you know, I'm one of those so this was fun for me yeah this is i've never seen an episode of any of this stuff (laughs) i know who they are because they're sort of these like tall handsome men who are in the property business but i've never seen a show they though were so quick-witted and so funny and has has, had such amazing energy that was so fun it was really really fun and then Jonathan had to split afterwards, but Drew and I, I got to actually take Drew. I'm redoing my house and I got to walk around the house with Drew and he gave me some really good advice. And well, I pitched that myself. was kind of a, a bit of a, a dream come true. I, I pitched say. myself for their show. You know? Well, we both pitched. I know. But I feel like I won it. Well, of course you won because you're Kate. I mean, why would they <laughs> choose me? I. You know, I mean, as far as like <laughs> ratings go, but, uh, you know, I look, they might come around. Their story's really interesting. I mean, they were sort of relentless in their pursuit. Entrepreneurs yeah, from day I one. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it's, it's impressive. Very, and very impressive. Literally, they must have done everything. I feel like they, they have. Yeah, I mean, from magician <laughs> to athlete to acting to, I mean, they're just too... Yeah. Hangers. Yeah, hangers. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to the hangers. Anyway, it was an absolute pleasure. Yep. And they have a podcast. Yeah, Drew and his wife have a podcast, which is exciting. Yeah, won't be bigger than ours, though. So (laughs) you're gonna suck it, boys. (laughs) With them. Oh my god. You just can't help yourself. (laughs) I I can't uh, wait to do theirs because we get to talk about home. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um and then they have a new lifestyle magazine, which I think is gonna be huge. They've got such a big Were you in in it? Yeah, I did it. I did it. Well, you know, Zoe Deschanel is dating Jonathan, and Zoe called me up and was like, hey, would you want to do the magazine? I'm such a fan. I was like, of course. Oh, I was like, cool. do they want to come do the podcast? Oh. And they were like, sure, you do the magazine, we'll come do the oh, podcast. Oh, that's how it all yeah. went down. Yeah, oh, we cool. did a little swapsies. I didn't know that. Where was I uh, during all that this? Kind of insignificant. <laughs> 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 but, but, <laughs> but we ended up 
having a great time with them. And the Lifestyle magazine is called Reveal. And it's it's nice for them because they get to really explore other things that they wouldn't normally get to do on their show. And um, I think they're having a, a really fun time doing mm-hmm. it. Those boys can't not be successful in the <laughs> things that they do. You they can really tell can't. just yeah. by their they're gonna make it. They're going to will it to be successful with whatever it is they do, it feels like. And they all, work their asses off. Yeah, they really do. They're good. All right, well, They're we great had, kids. They're great kids. What do you mean? They're older than me. Yeah, but for me, they're great kids. They're, yeah, but you, they're like your age. Yeah, but they're two years younger. So they were great kids. <laughs> anyway, these are great two great kids. You're going to enjoy their story. Okay, ready? Yeah. Here is... Jonathan, Jonathan and, and Drew, Drew Scott. Scott, a.k.a. The Property Brothers. PB and J. <laughs> Wait, they do have a J. Their brother is JD. PB and J. <laughs> they must know that. <laughs> anyway, here they are. Enjoy. You and I have a lot more in common than you think. We both have annoying brothers. Listen, whoa! I hope you're talking about JD. And this not is me. very. This is. Well, that's the thing. That's no right. JD's know, your older. No one's brother. gonna know who the hell is talking right now. By the way. Yeah, that's that, I can do like a like the Queen voice. I can talk like a British woman. We might have to do that'll that. That'll help I me mean, know who I am and Jonathan. Is. How are we even gonna navigate this? Our mom doesn't even know our voice. Our, the only way our mom can tell us apart on the phone is she says Jonathan uses bigger words. That's true speaking. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Jonathan Anna said, Anna said Jonathan. Words. That's what mom said. <laughs> Drew died a little inside when mom said that. Me, me sad. Oh, that me sad. Is yeah. So who's the old? Funny. Who's the oldest? Who came out first? I am. Drew's four minutes younger. Yeah. Look at those well, wrinkles. Well, wait a minute. The grays. So <laughs> does it even matter? So Jonathan it, came out first, but right. get this: mom didn't even know there was a little Drew inside. You've done your research. That's yeah. what I do. So when Jonathan, the doctor said that it's one big baby, that our heartbeats were in sync at that time, unless there was an issue, they never did ultrasound. And so the doctor was like, yeah, yeah, one big baby, all good. And then We Jonathan were born in the out. 30s. Apparently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Back when I was born in the 30s, uh, we just use a good skin routine. Uh, but anyway, he came out and the doctors, he his so baby skulls are kind of soft, so Jonathan's head was kind of squished a bit and he comes out and everyone's like, ugh. And anyway, then they're like happy. The doctor's leaving and the nurse says, I think there's another one. And I was brought into this world with the words, oh, shit, from my mom. Oh, my really? God. Really? But then they have saying. And, and I then was my, my squished little head. Yeah. And then now I literally have a giant cranium. I can't wear hats. It's impossible. What's your the same size? size head, though? 17 and three quarters. This is a little bigger and freakier. You're seven and three quarter ha- yeah. head size? You are the first person uh, to Yeah, because that would be a seven and three quarters, seven and three right? Quarter, yeah. It's I mean, a, that's enormous. Yeah. I like to think it's because of all the brain that I'm holding on to. Nope. And no, it's because <laughs> remember, it was squished there. when he came out, and then all of a sudden it just popped and it yeah. got really big. What's oh, your did. head size? I think I'm like five and a half. I'm just no, right so you have the little I, pea head. I, yeah. <laughs> and why do I? You know, they were going to hire me on uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, I was the perfect for casting in, on Beetlejuice. But uh, no, I'm a little smaller. So the funny thing is, John has got the big head. My mom has a big head, and then I'm just a little smaller than them. Uh, but well, then he, who did the better same, on the SATs? Uh, well, well, we're from Canada, so yeah, it's uh, different we, system. We suck oh, that's the, right. uh, who did better on the SAT? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, uh, now, no, do the booted. I did better. Jonathan. 
But the interesting thing too, so like everyone assumes twins are you know identical twins or identical but very different. Drew also has a micro penis, so listen, listen. There is nothing wrong with a micro penis. And for the record, we were Siamese. We were attached to the penis, and Jonathan just needed to take the larger share. So it's not my fault. My mom made the decision. This is so typical of my life because I grew up with all brothers and like within five minutes, it's yeah. always penis talk. I'll penis, tell you a non-penis flatulation. Joke. This is actually real. So everyone in my family is a J. Mm-hmm. Jim, Joanne, uh, like James, Jonathan. And so they're all uh, J's. And then when I was born, they named me Andrew. And so my initials are ass. No. And I'm like, is there a little, is my mom trying to like yeah. make fun of me? Then I realized Jonathan's name is John Ian Scott and his name is Jizz. So I just realized. I thought we were moving on. away from this these jokes. And nobody knew. Jizz oh. ass. Yeah. I'm like, I think we were both the joke that's, to our parents. This, that's amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> this just in. Now wait. Property Brothers canceled. HGTV <laughs> has taken them off the air. Um, you guys, from the research that I've done. So here, the dynamic here is usually, I usually do a lot of the research. Oliver freestyles. So it's kind of. I read. But it's more interesting for me to learn as we go. So you're the Ben Affleck to this Matt Damon story here. <laughs> I'll be Ben Affleck, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like us yeah, too, yeah, though. Yeah. I like yeah, to I like I'll to prep. I'll, I'll prep right. a little bit, and Jonathan likes to wing it. And I I read up on people, and and he can only read pop up books, so it's, it's a perfect combo. <laughs> totally fine. So you guys, from the very beginning, I mean, notoriously, in everything you talk about, interviews, your book, you're very competitive. Oh yeah. I think, and naturally, when you share a womb with somebody, you are like you're born into this lifelong com- competitive state, hyper competitive state. But the mm. thing with us too is, it's not we don't compete to knock each other down. Our whole lives, we've actually kind of competed, pushing each other to do better. And I think that's that's one thing we love about we love working together. We always have, mm-hmm. though some of it is really? annoying. Even growing up, Drew, he had to. Like if we were just going to the car, he had to be the first one to get to the car, and and so it's always like everything. Drew Drew actually takes it to the next level because he takes lessons for everything, so he can beat you at everything. So he takes wow. lessons for <laughs> golf, uh, you know, guitar, ping pong, uh, ping pong. Um, what you take ping, ping pong, pong lessons? lessons? I don't think I'm That's weird, guys. You guys are ganging up on me right now. My whole, no, listen. Why reinforce bad habits when you can learn to do it right? Growing up, Jonathan and our best friend Pedro, they would beat me at ping pong all the time. So my goal as an adult, because I have nothing but else to go, that energy was just to be good enough to beat them. And now I can beat Jonathan pretty easy. Mom's whole thing is anytime the tension starts to go, mom would always be like, oh, no. Co- cookies, <laughs> anyone? And she would bake cookies and bring them in and interrupt everyone. But she loves to goods. be a part of everything we do, like game, game nights. She, she wants to be right in there. So my mom's, or our mom, not my mom. She's 75, <laughs> our, our dad's 85. And, um, but they like to play the games. And my mom is not the best. And have you ever played Codenames? No. Codenames? Oh, okay, well, we're going to play this one day. Yeah. But there's, it should but be also, called Couples You know fighting. Sudoku? Have you yeah. Ever yeah. So yeah, Sudoku's yeah, yeah. like you fill in the numbers in a certain way and whatever. And yeah. I, I love I'm very that's competitive. my game, but yeah. I never pronounce it right. Yeah, everyone calls it Sudoku we and all these other things. Sudoku. My mom thought that she comes to play it, and I'm, I'm very competitive with that, and I'm very good. I'm a math brain. And mm-hmm. so she comes in, and I'm. it took me about, you know, five to ten minutes to finish it, and she finished it in three minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, Mom's like a genius. But she thought the game was just filling in random numbers everywhere, and she does, <laughs> and then she thought she was really good at it. She so she's anything. never good at the games, but she thinks like, she is. Oh. That's amazing. That's, bless, that's, bless her heart. But hold on, let, let's go back for a second now, because we're, first of all, where were you guys born? 
born just outside of well born in vancouver yeah. raised just outside of vancouver right on the edge of the forestry we mm. grew up on a horse farm so canadian right beautiful. Ranch, ranch. Yeah. You yeah. guys are so lo- that is the most beautiful. Pl- I know it rains a lot, but it's just gorgeous. Yeah. It it is. You have the mountains and you have lakes and you have the ocean right there. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, and then we also lived in Alberta, and so you have Banff and Lake mm-hmm. Louise. I worked at Lake Louise and Banff, and I learned an interesting fact about Banff mm-hmm. that it has the most cases of STDs. I knew STD capital. you were going to say that. STD cap per what? capita, yeah, in yeah. Canada. Well, it's because you think about it, in, in the world, everyone comes together to go there, including <laughs> yeah. Oliver, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of things happen. Yeah. yeah. That's actually their tourism campaign. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come get an STD. Yeah. Come get it. I'm going to get a phone call now from the mayor of Banff. <laughs> yeah. We're very close friends. You guys yeah. are yeah. definitely yeah. getting booted and from HGTV after this you have an older <laughs> this I know. Totally. <laughs> I, okay, so... But then you had an older... You have an older brother. Actually, yeah. can I tell you one thing about yeah. that, though? The whole lot of sex happening in Banff thing. So yeah. I graduated early from high school. Went to a high school where you work at your own pace, and I was good at that. Graduated early. Worked in Banff. I Got an up, STD. Well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Wait for the Sorry. build-up. Why Sorry. just one? So Sorry. I heard when I was younger that girls love musicians. And so I'm like, I'm going to lock this, is this true. in. So I learned the bagpipes. Yeah. I didn't realize that's not the instrument anybody was interested You're in. You're a but, smart man, so we, Wait, When I was living but, in Banff, I would go up into the hill and I would play the bag. I practiced the bagpipes. There's like I, this one like, I part. kid you not. <laughs> women would just... Horny moose would come elk. Like the they elk would come, would come over out of the, the trees. Hill. And Are they would serious? listen to the bagpipes, yeah. and they, I think the Aww. elk thought it was some form wow. of mating call. No, it was, it was, because a bagpipe actually does sound yeah. like a cow Or you were just really bad at playing the bagpipe. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, he was pretty bad. That's, but, but, but wait, did you actually hike to, with the bagpipe? No. Were you First up in the all, mountains? That is insanely piping? adorable. The, the hotel's on the edge of the mountain. And also completely <laughs> insane. Yeah. We're Scottish. I mean, what else? What I other know, instrument would you, you play? I know, but you thought if that was really what you thought women, in terms of well, I, I started playing them when I was like twelve musicians. years old, thirteen years. No, old. No, but also oh, okay. he misunderstood so that because committed to the bad. Jonathan is a nerdy magician as well, so when he realized he got it wrong with musician, then he thought that the saying was "women love a magician," and he, and then he also um, was very lonely for many years. I, so. I will admit, I got a lot more attention from the ladies <laughs> from the magic than I did of from course. the. Of course, how were you at magic? I won awards. You I were sick. I was reading up. I did, oh, really? That is the research that I did. Yeah, he was a nationally he recognized was, he was magician. Ranked. <laughs> All these things of like, you know, New York the Times best-selling thing. author. It's blah, on blah. your Wikipedia Freaking page. Magic no, man. He's, a, he's a magic man. At, thir- at 16, he was thir- ranked third best in North America on the competitive magic circus circuit. And yeah, that's like this underground nerdy club. Wow. Um, but anyway, he was pretty good. And the funny thing is, he has a twin and he never used me in his tricks. I think you need to have a, a resurgence. You have to come back out and, and do a big wow. like David Copperfield routine. You went to the same high school? Yes, we did for the most yeah. part. There was one year we didn't. So, so we grew up just outside of Vancouver in a small town, Maple Ridge. And then at the same time, while we were out there, and then at the time it was just a small house that, that we were when we were born that we lived in. And then our parents got this hobby farm in Maple Ridge, so we had some acreage. And then at the same time, every summer we What's would go out to Alberta. Farm? It's, it's like a small like um, yeah. So you're not you're not doing cattle. It, um, it's just 
small five it's to do like it's to do hobbies you, on. you like, look like you know what you're doing with horses but right. you're not really having to do a lot of the work god um, so it's it's a it's a farm for lazy people it's for hot it's like for hobbies like oh this is just a hobby these horses are just hobbies yeah but god. so that's where it Jesus, started why did that take I, I, no, I'm the audience particular interest let's, well let's, i don't think the audience let's dig in more to the hobby thing i mean okay. they under, by the way the so audience understood like right when he said it they did it's because he doesn't have any hobbies his hobby is going to banff and coming home with something all kinds of so then, but every year though, our parents' dream was to have a ranch in Alberta. They, they met in Alberta up in Banff um, fifty plus years ago, and they, you know, they lived their life. They moved to the West Coast, had kids, and they always wanted to go back and have a place. So we ended up they got a, a quarter section out there, one hundred and sixty acres, and they ended up building the family ranch out there. So when that happened, my dad went out to build the ranch, the house. Jonathan went with him, and so for one year of high school, we were split. I was on the West Coast with my older brother and my mom, and Jonathan was out with my dad out there. And it was the weirdest thing for us to be separated because yeah. we were all, we always did everything together. Were you in a low-level depression? Did you know that things were going on with Jonathan or vice versa? We did actually have one really weird uh, happenstance. And it was – so the school I went to was a, like a small-town rural school – like the, the, the high school that we were in in BC was this like new age work at your own pace a lot more like college where you can drive your schedule if you want if you're good that way I, I thrived at that but when we when I went back to that rural school it was literally sit like in a prison cell classroom and be droned at by a mm -hmm. teacher it was awful I hated mm -hmm. it my creativity was squashed and uh, so I did not enjoy that at all but I remember one one time I um I, I woke up one morning and and I you know, hadn't talked to Drew in a couple of days or whatever, and and my mom and dad was talking to them that afternoon. But I woke up with a killer sore knee. My, I don't know. I thought I slept on it funny. Something was weird. I don't know what. That afternoon, when I was talking to my parents, they're like, "That's so weird," because Drew that morning had blown his knee out in a basketball game, and it just total coincidence, twin thing. Who knows what it is? Full but. quantum enmeshment. That's weird. what it is. You we guys are literally vibrating at exactly the same frequency well there, there is in that realm i mean there, there's definitely i think there's some sort of a connection and, and we did everything together we started our first business together at seven years old and we were always little go-getters and not having your sidekick in the same city as you was definitely a weird vibe well they say 40 percent of twins invent their own language we had one little babies we our parents it. would you pay did? our older brother um like a nickel or a quarter to translate what we were saying to each other i don't think he had a clue what we were saying but he'd be like <laughs> oh they're talking about taking their toy or it's whatever like Quarter, Pay me. What's yeah. the language in Game of Thrones? Draconi. What is it called? Bros. <laughs> 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 oh, ours was, ours was a lot less violent sounding than that. Mm, yeah. It was just a. But what was it? It was when we were babies, and it's apparently it's quite common with twin babies Toddlers that and, they just have their own language. And so there's even there's a hilarious video online if if you Google twin twin talk, it's these two babies standing in front of a fridge, and they're like, <laughs> and they're and they both laughing. Full through. on conversation. You have no idea. They're not speaking any language that we are aware. When you think about that you spend the first moments of your life in this safe little haven together, literally intertwined, and then you come out into the world and you're thrust to be separate, literally separate entities, you don't feel that way when you're in the womb. You know, yeah. you really are interconnected like that. No, I wonder if there are any so, twins who just hate each other. No, we, we actually sure. had, growing up, we had friends, and they were the two brothers, we were friends with them, uh, twins, but... They did not talk. So the only time they would ever get together was if they got together with us. But they didn't talk. And that was, to me, that was a really sad thing. I think siblings in general, siblings that don't talk, you know, it's it's sad. But especially twins, there's this 
deeper connection that we have. And I sat on his head in the womb for nine months. So, you know, you get a connection with someone when you do that. I <laughs> well, I, was, I would think Didn't maybe... Didn't date twins? We, we did, did at one point yeah. in high school. Yeah, and they looked identical like Jonathan would walk up and we'd be like wait am I with you Who, am I? wait a minute they were identical they were, they were oh they like, were super you know, identical Drew, so Drew and I biologically are identical twins but you can tell us apart like you can tell who's yeah. who these I'm girls were spinning images of each other you could not and it, it actually got to a point where it was just a little too weird and, and they were like, even named. Oh, really? It? it was Jen, Jen and Jessica. <laughs> I mean, was this high school? Weird yeah, high school, is an yeah. understatement. So were you guys? Were you guys sexually active at this point in your I lives? I definitely was not. Oh, so it was like we're dating, but personal. I'd like to do that kissing thing one day. We, we did talk. Right. So we had a science teacher who was like, "Wouldn't it be interesting to see if your kids looked like each other?" If you know, because it's I, I that stuff fascinates me. But no, right. that's totally let me point that out that is so weird. It, it you guys should just imagine? do that as an experiment. Yeah, I mean, I mean we should have Drew's wife and, and my girlfriend might it. not be too thrilled with it, but <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's for it's, science, it's for science, and it's for HGTV. <laughs> John got into his like manly groove at a younger age than me. So he, him, and Pedro, our best friend, like they would. We started clubbing at sixteen in Canada, it, where we lived. It was nineteen was the age, but we were tall, and so everybody assumed we were of age. And our friend Pedro, he was muscular and hairy, so people assumed he was of age and so they would hit the club and they were always like you know sort of the numbers game like sup slap slap and they would just kind of like talk to everybody i was too nervous and i was i i felt like embarrassed to try and hit on girls so we were very different in high school in that realm where he was very comfortable Why with the other you, sex and let, I was, let, oh. I'll, I'll point it he was the most awkward man around girls of all time it was like watching a ben stiller character it was <laughs> painfully awkward so drew being because his nickname was the robot growing up he's the robot because everything just has to make sense the way it is and so i he had no emotions they were aware of he analyzed why he was so bad and uncomfortable around girls and he read this book and everything and so he started challenging himself every day to talk to one new stranger blah blah, blah. i didn't want to be the 40 year old virgin but then he went completely the opposite <laughs> way and we're like dude you're a douchebag. Like, stop it. Like, mm -hmm. you're now you're too confident. And then he would, we called him the coach because then he'd coach us when nobody wanted his help. Listen, <laughs> our friends, we had friends that were very awkward and they enjoyed. You maybe were confident, they weren't, and they wanted a little bit of help. But there was a shift. I was not a douche. But hold on. Let me ask a question about that. How? Let me ask a question. You guys were raised by the same people. You yeah. are identical <laughs> twins. Yeah. Why, or in, in your. In your estimation, why do you think that there's a personality oh, difference? I, I took more Jonathan. nutrients in the womb, clearly. No, and Drew needed. No, Jonathan. He was okay. first out. No, but did that, does that first, matter? No, that didn't Probably. matter. What it was, Jonathan got into his nerdy magic thing. I got into sports. So I, I was always like playing every sport out there and I was obsessed. Jonathan got into this idea of theatrics and being a magician. And he'll deny this, but at a young age, he, here he is, you know, he was doing magic. We, we started as clowns, both of us, and then he went more into magic. He started getting an ego because he was getting attention. There's a lot of information happening you guys are clowns crazy. we were clowns you guys we were are crazy people. we should this be like 90 crazy. years old we started <laughs> when we were seven all, years old how many we're not even to like I college yet i still want to talk about their childhood we, we you want to know more there. about this hobby farm thing <laughs> yeah what's up with the what? hobby farm like, no i'm honestly guys, I'm, guys I'm, anyone I'm, listening a hobby farm <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm interested honestly in your older brother and what that relationship was like because you guys are so connected and now he's the older one sort of saying oh fuck i guess he, i'm an only child in as kids <laughs> He couldn't stand us. He could not we were, stand us as kids. Clearly, we were I mean, you guys were like we we like hop, skip, and a jump. Oh all, yeah, you, all you were moving. I feel like they they should take over our podcast <laughs> and be That's, and be the host. Your producers actually already asked that. They said that I, I'd make a good Ollie. Um, 
But uh, that, so, so what was that like, though? I growing mean, up for for JD, he's two years older. Um, he's he's more of the quiet one. He's sort of contemplative, and you know, he, he's very creative. He was a great writer as well when we were younger. He's always creating stories. But the thing is, Jonathan and I were high energy, and our dad at a young age, when we were a young age, he got a, a camcorder, and so he had that at the house. And Jonathan and I would be taking every second we could get to create little like skits and, and sketches. We put on plays for the family. We were always trying to get in front of the camera. In fact, we have a video of Jonathan and me. I think we were like eight years old and they were panning across we're on a, a pack trip up in the mountains with the horses and it was a steak a steak ride and they're panning across showing all the guests and everybody they're there they see jd and they see jonathan and me and we're talking trying to think of something to say and we found a bag of chips and so we're literally the chips the chips and they're talking about the chips and our voices are super high and then pan from us over to jd and jonathan literally you just hear his voice go get the camera back on me that was us all through our childhood we were like demon ch- hey, children i lived that yeah i lived was that was kate oh Oh, yeah. It's a very hard place to be for our older brother in the sense that Drew and I have done every little business together, all of these things. And, and we have individually worked with JD on different projects over the years. But it would be a hard thing to be that other person who's not a part of the yeah. twin dynamic. Well, well growing yeah. up, I mean, we, we, we include him with our businesses and our shows. And we have him guest star. And he's had his own shows and, and whatnot. So, you know, he keeps more than busy. But as kids, though, we were just so high energy. We, we never thought about how this could be tough for him or how annoying we were to him. So he just distanced himself when we were younger. But when we matured a little bit, grade 10, 11, we started to be a, a bit more mature. Then we started to hang out in the same groups and whatnot. How, how much older is he? Three? Two years older. Two years. Well, then, then you guys are probably really tight now. Oh, yeah. We're, we're definitely. He was just here uh, two days ago, um, hanging out, and, and he actually, just got his, married as well. His wife uh, is a hair makeup artist, and, and she works with us on our shows too. So oh, cool. she also travels. It's all in the family. Oh, that's fun. fun. But he's also. I mean, he's he's the quieter one. We were always the outgoing ones, but he's, he was always very quirky, and he's the like the prank king. He was always pranking us. Even his wedding, um, just they got married on Halloween, and it was a themed wedding. Everyone had to come. All 170 people had to come dressed up um, as a movie character, and so no cheaping out on costumes. So he's he's very quirky and fun and in his fun. own way. That sounds like a we're fun just way. it was <laughs> the most fun. So uh. you guys then went from high school. You left. You ended up at the same college, right? Yep. For a little while. For a little bit. Yeah, we actually went to the University of Calgary first. And um, so I was in kinesiology, study the body. I wanted to be a basketball coach, but in Canada, at the high school level, you don't get paid to coach. You have to do it out of the kindness of your heart. And I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to survive? So I thought if I was a phys ed teacher, it's like I'm being paid to coach. So I did that with my minor in math. Jonathan came in for business and theater. And then he, um, after that first um, year at the university, he didn't continue. He went into other stuff. Um, he went back to school for construction and design. And I continued in school while we were investing in real estate. Because we got into real estate as a hobby. Another hobby. Hobby farm. Just out of high school. <laughs> this is, sounds like the beginning of your life at the hobby farm I, sort of <laughs> instilled lots of different... Well, actually, you know what? It's, in, it's funny. At, yeah. at the hobby farm. Uh, but when we were kids, so our, we started our first business at seven years old. And a lot of people think, oh, when you say business, it's like lemon. Stand. We're like, no, Jonathan and I were hardcore. We tried to research a little bit what we could do to make more money. We were at this arts and crafts sale and we saw these decorative hangers or coat hangers that were wrapped with nylon with a little rosette. And Jonathan and I were like, pfft. We could do that. And so we started making them. We sold them to friends and family. Then we started to try and market ourselves a little more. And this is not with any influence from our parents. This was just us. We found a woman who had a chain of American paraphernalia stores in Japan. She started buying them from us by the thousands. So here we are at seven years old making thousands of dollars no making these hangers. Way. Wow. We hired on friends to help us make them. And our mom would help with the rosettes. So we, we were always so you, did, you guys just 
love money. Entrepreneur. <laughs> well, the, the thing that drove us is our, our parents said to us when we were young, if we wanted something, they're not just going to buy it for right. us. They're, we have to earn it. So I think it was the drive to make sure to go after something we really wanted. We need money to get it, and sure. that drove us. Exactly. I mean, I was entrepreneurial myself. The problem with me is I sold fake IDs, <laughs> I grew weed, and I would create these like gotcha games. You know that movie Gotcha, where you're sort of um, you're paired up with two different people, and it's now you have to sort of shoot them, and it's a, a bit of a war of sorts. I created this whole game at my school. Everyone played paid twenty bucks to enter. I had thousands of dollars in my hand. <laughs> After play? three weeks, the game just no. fizzled out, and I was left with all this money. Oliver's is a scam artist. <laughs> so after, yeah. did you guys both graduate? We graduated. Uh, Jonathan actually graduated early okay. as well. High school, college. School. I didn't. No, get I'm saying college. No, college. I did one year um, at the University of Calgary, and then I went back and did a certificate program for construction, and then separate for design. I did four years of of college, but I never finished my kinesiology degree because while I was doing that, we were doing our real estate at the same time. You know, when we were just at the tail end of high school, Jonathan and I started thinking, what's, what can we do to make more money? He wanted to be a magician. I wanted to be an actor and director. And we didn't want to be struggling artists. So we thought, you know, real estate is a great way to make money. The market was booming. Where our parents' ranch was, we were still in Vancouver, but our parents' ranch in Calgary. Calgary was the hottest market in all of Canada. So we thought, why don't we go to the University of Calgary? We'll go to school. So we're still making our parents happy, getting education. But at the same time, let's start investing in this real estate thing. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you could get into real estate without qualifying for mortgage. I could assume your mortgage. And so Jonathan and I found somebody who was willing to let us assume their, their mortgage and do a top-up. So basically, out of pocket, we were $250 on a $200,000 house. Wow. That's our first one we got into. Started selling, started flipping, and then I ended up not finishing my degree because we a, lo a lot a of real people company. they have yeah, sort of a wow. tunnel vision view of how you buy real estate. And so like we actually read every book we could, bought these infomercials, and everything, and we realized, yeah, you don't have to have like a twenty five percent down payment. And at that time, there were all kinds of programs that could get you into it. So that was our very first house, eighteen years. Well, old. you also had, wow. I mean, awesome. just for people out there who think that this is something to do, but you also had vision for where you were probably buying and what you were going to be doing with it. Yeah, Jonathan. I soaked up every bit of information. We even we you know um, late night infomercials were like make a million in real estate. Yeah, we we ordered all of those, and our whole plan was we would order them. You had like ninety days to return, and we would just photocopy all of the pages and then return it and not have to pay for it. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So we were always go getters. We we would research and research, and we would go all out. We never. I, mean, I think that's something our parents instilled in us at a young age. They they really made us feel if if we were passionate about something, they would support us through and through. But we had to give it one hundred and ten percent. We couldn't just go part way and do it, and so. So we really did. And having somebody that you can trust as your sidekick and the two of you can push, it made it a lot easier. I think a lot of um, friends of ours that have, you know, they've just been a, a only child or they're trying to tackle something on their own. It's harder when you don't have that support net. So when you're working together, especially when you're younger, I'm sure you guys have a different kind of groove now. But when you were younger, did you fight? Were there ever moments where you just... Uh, not really. So we, we've had a no bullshit policy, our entire working relationship. If there's something that's bugging us, get it out now while it's small, because inevitably those things will turn into something bigger than they need to be. Mm. And so when people say that family can't work together, you know, we we haven't had that problem because we hash that stuff out. We also recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we we naturally divide and conquer whatever task is. Let me tell you the other side of the truth, though. <laughs> So we have had, I think, three fights in our since our childhood, uh, mainly as kids or teenagers. But the difference is, Jonathan never had a problem punching me 
or hitting me. I never hit him. I would not do it. So he would come along and he would just like drill me one in the side if he was mad or something like that. And so the final one that we had, it was actually, I think when we were about 18 or 19, since then we've already, no BS policy has worked. But um, he was just getting under my skin and he was saying things to annoy me and he wasn't answering a question that I had. And I was driving and he was in the passenger seat. And just to stick it to me, we pull into the back alley and I'm about to pull into the garage. He leans over. I like how you're the innocent angel. I'm the innocent in angel. I did nothing wrong. Yeah. I was singing funny. his praises. Anyway, he reaches over and he takes the key out of the ignition. So I'm still moving in the car. I don't actually even know how that happened because it's not supposed to. He pulled the key out of the ignition. What kind he of threw car the keys. An old shitty old car. Uh, and he threw the keys down the the uh, alleyway, and then he he's like, "Deal with that." And then he gets out, and so I ran after him, so mad. <laughs> and he's at the back door of the house, and he's just opening the screen door, and he's like, "Don't you dare!" And he well, he so ran mad. over like he was gonna clock me in the face. And and I'm like, "Don't you?" Dare. I had never hit him before, and I think he thought this was the time. And he opens the screen door, and he like clenched his teeth, and he's like, "Don't you dare!" He's ready for like a hit, and he clenched his teeth so hard he broke his tooth, no. and it <laughs> fell out. And so I just looked at that. I'm like, "You did that to yourself," and I walked inside with a smile. Totally beat yeah. the shit out of myself that's funny that's yeah. amazing that so that it. was it yeah. after wow. that like never that's pretty amazing no we, yeah. we we'll have arguments or, or debates on things but what what we have come to realize which i don't know how you guys deal through um conflict like that but at the end of the day we know we're both good people we love each other we know whatever we run multiple businesses together we know we, we're both looking for the best thing to happen for our business and growth so I can't shut down his ideas he's got good ideas Jonathan always has great ideas it's just that sometimes together we can come up with a better idea now let me but ask you a question do you stay think stay in your lanes though when you're doing this stuff like do you that's one that's a big thing that a lot for of people most part. say to us but the thing is people from our shows people think our lanes are Jonathan is the construction guy I'm the suit uh, wheeling and dealing guy but in reality, Jonathan was the broker for our real estate company, and we both did the construction right from the... I'm not a licensed contractor. He went to school for that, but we both did the construction design right from the mid What you're actually peeling back is this is the subject of the most recent fight we've ever had. <laughs> and so this is it. Like If you go back like a year or something like that, Drew hates it, hates it when people walk up and like, hey, it's the brother that doesn't do nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hate oh, no. it. But uh, so Jonathan would, I'd hate that too. We, oh, it's 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 annoying. But I mean again, we, we were delineating our roles like that. We didn't want it to be a twin gimmick for property brothers as much as we each had our own role, but they also didn't want us both being the construction person, both being the real estate person. Originally, actually I don't think we've ever told anybody this in interviews, but um, Jonathan was cast as the real estate guy originally. I was cast as the construction guy for the show. Wow. And so in the beginning, because they thought I looked more brawny at the time, and he had looked like the suit guy. And I was the broker for our company, but I also was the licensed realtor. contractor. And so when they found out he wasn't licensed, they're like, oh, this could go badly, which, yeah, like, so we went into our natural (laughs) roles of what our company was. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But but as we would go forward, I always thought it was funny, Jonathan is like, he would have his little ego thing where we we do lectures from time to time, so we'll be in front of a crowd of, you know, 10, 20,000 people uh, just talking about home and, Jonathan walk out and be like, let me just double check out there. Um, between Drew and me, who likes Drew the most? And then it'd be like one dude's like, yeah, Drew. And then it was like, <laughs> who likes me? And the whole audience of women are like, have my baby. And uh, anyway. Well, I can definitely say I've I mean, never made that obnoxious face that he made <laughs> yeah. when he was doing an well, impression of me. Or that first, voice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that's my voice. It was Well, I think that. This is like, I, I think that's a very sibling type of Do thing you guys ever say. get sick of being twins? 
No, no, no. Meaning, well, like, just not, you don't think about it. The whole idea, though. Well, it's a good one because how much do they have? Do you guys have to play into that dynamic? That yeah. is real. That yeah, you, the sticky right. stuff is, is your identity lame. is wrapped up in the fact that you are identical twins. It, it is interesting that you'll get so you'll get people who want to do some gimmicky things when and most of the TV shows and what people know us for they know properly they know us together. Um, but then when there's something that takes one of us in our own direction, Drew and his wife's podcast for example, like that's something that they're doing and so the funny thing is the first reaction is Where's Jonathan? Mm-hmm. Everyone always at, or if if someone sees me, you know, I was all over the country filming a documentary <laughs> on uh, renewable energy and, and the secret war that's being waged against solar companies, and um, I was in all over the country. The first thing everyone always said to me is like, they, they'd like look past me, like, "Where's your brother? Where's Drew?" And right. the funny like, thing with that, we're not attached, right? Yeah, we yeah. have our, our right. own passion, like the like the the doc feature. Well, we're both producing that. It's just he was the on screen, and for the podcast, we're producing this, but it's Linda and me, and it's so. Everyone thinks that we're connected to the hip. And the thing I will say that's funny is like sometimes at the airport is where a lot of people will kind of stop us. And the first thing everyone says is, where's your brother? Right. And I'm like, I'm my own person, but he's just 10 feet behind me. He's right there. He'll be right here. Do you guys purposely try to look different? Haircuts. We do. Beard. Yeah. So growing up as kids, our parents dressed us in the same clothes, but different colors. So Jonathan only got blue and I literally got every other color. <laughs> Why well, I'm the more stylish Aww. brother. Uh, anyway, but no, so I, I had yellow brown orange pink red whatever it was like they put me in all different colors and then as adults so too like property brothers right when we first got cast for the show we had the same hair as a little bit longer and we purposely i cut my hair because i always would change my hair and i didn't want it to be just the twin gimmick i think the show wouldn't have lasted this 10 years if it was more twin gimmicky mm-hmm. yeah. and, and to sort of no, give us that different look too like like drew's got his dark beard my yeah, beard is beard. zoe and so we have are different things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the whole thing, again, we wanted, to, we, we're our own people. We yeah. want to have our own looks. And the one thing, like, everybody thinks that Jonathan, like, he sleeps in plaid. Like, everyone thinks his only wardrobe is plaid. Oh, mind you, he's wearing plaid today. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, but he always gets defensive. He's like, I have more. Plaid is only 10% of my wardrobe. <laughs> Solid 33 so many different voices for Jonathan. <laughs> is it? Yeah. That's another voice. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. How many voices Suddenly, do I Jonathan have? Jonathan is some yeah. all of a British sudden sounding man. like a British royalty. When I'm a dick, I have a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So you guys, you flip your first house. You then realize you have a knack for it, I'm assuming. Did you sell it right away? The first we actually house lived, lived a year. It. Yeah. Well, actually, the very, very first house we did, we didn't even own it. Um, it was just as we we're getting uh, going to college. A friend of ours was in this like long-term rental, long term rental place, and they were kind of squatting on a lease that they the lease had never been updated for like ten years. So like. A hundred students have come and gone over the years, renting room to room. So they're like, "Do you want to take it over?" It was right across from from the University of Calgary. It had like what five rooms in it, well, it and had then five rooms, and and the the price was something ridiculously low, like sixteen hundred dollars or less. Or, no, it was nine hundred bucks a 900 month bucks, is right. what they were asking for, which it should have been way more. And so we went in there. We took out like eighteen truckloads of garbage, like just students' crap that they'd left over the years. We cleaned the whole place out. We put two more bedrooms in the basement. We lived there rent free for almost uh, like the first full semester and a half wow. and then um, the money we made off of that we actually used that for our down payment I mean we only needed 250 bucks but on the new
new the new house. That house we held for a year. We did a very basic renovation to it, and then we turned around and sold it a year later for a fifty thousand dollar profit. And that's where we started to realize that's your we seed could money. Do something in this, yeah. And, and this the, the way we used to assume somebody's mortgage and take it over without qualifying. You can't do that anymore. That was a different time back then. But it it helped us get into. We got to the point where we were basically flipping a house every I'd say two to three months, and then we got into doing two at a time and three, and then we got into some more hold properties, and it was just a slow growth. So over ten years, I mean, our original passions, the reason for doing it was for me to become an actor and director and Jonathan to do his magic. But then 10 years went by, and the only thing I had done was I was like a basketball player in a Toyota commercial. That was the only <laughs> – so I was like, I miss what my passion was. So did you put like a, a pitch together and then go to HGTV? Well, we, or did we had, you- so Drew was this, – this, when we were talking about strengths and weaknesses, so one of Drew's strengths is like if we walk into a room – Drew will go and introduce himself to every single table and every single person and, and know who they are and figure out this architecture of great person to keep in contact. It's called charisma. I, <laughs> I, wear, I, I ride into the room on my little red tricycle and my shorty short shorts and right. I tell everybody who and I chocolate am. chocolate all over your face. Yes. I, I, I'm the guy that sits in the corner. And if someone comes to me, I love conversation. I yeah. love learning about people, but I would rather be... I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. And so Drew had stayed in touch with all these people in TV and film business because we were actors as kids too. We had done a bunch of commercials and small movies of the week and stuff like that. You may and have heard of it. I was the <laughs> Flin Flon guy in the football commercial in Canada, <laughs> Super Bowl. You may have heard uh, of me. Break in Alberta. Yeah. I'm uh, holding back. I'm holding back. But we, um, it so it was through that that um, Drew got approached by a producer who said... Um, uh, hey, or no, actually, no, Drew got cast no. in a show. I, I, I had originally, I decided I miss going, I want to go after my passion. And we had, we had grown a successful real estate company. So I went back to Vancouver, which was the bustling film industry and, and TV industry in Canada. And I thought, I want to start um, auditioning again. I started getting put out, though, as a host, as a real estate expert instead of as an actor. And at first, I'm like, this is lame. I want to be an action star. I know karate, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I should be in every. Steven Seagal movie, mm-hmm. and then uh, I realized I still, that wasn't I still happening. believe that for you. I, w- I want that. I do. Yeah, I, I do. will be his. But no other cousin. action star, only <laughs> Steven Seagal. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, the, the, but then John and I started talking about, we're like, well, as a host, we're good on our feet. We had done comedy um, when we were younger. We did sketch improv stand up, and we're like, okay, we're good on our feet. Maybe as a host, this could work. So then at that point, I was saw, I, um, the, I had a production company approach me for this show that was called. No, uh, it, he calls me up. He's like, dude, I landed a show. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I was living in, in Calgary at the time. He was in Vancouver. And he's like, yeah, this is great. I landed the show, host the show. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. What's the show? He's like, it's called Realtor Idol. It's like, it's like American Idol for Realtors. <laughs> and there's a pause on the phone. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It was a life. terrible idea. But it got my foot in the door. And then after the foot was in the door, yeah. I, I um, got another project pitched to me, something else. And Jonathan and I started saying, well, why are we waiting for these projects to come to us? Why don't we try pitching somebody? And at the time, we just thought, why, we're going to be good to host some show. So we pitched anything we were good at. So we actually pitched a magic show for Jonathan, something sport-related for me. We pitched an environmental show. Who are you pitching these Well, to? so this is the funny thing, too. Is at the business. time, we didn't know how it worked. So you know, usually a production company that has clout, they'll talk to their network partners the same way we do now with our production company. Right. By the time, we didn't have anything to lose, and we didn't understand the process. So we literally went into the, the yellow pages. We looked up all the networks, the big networks in Canada, and we just went and we found the head people of each of the networks, and we just went to them and said, "We want to pitch you a show." You guys are so it, but it was hu- total hustlers. Over- over- yeah. We were, except for it wasn't awesome. marijuana and so fake great. IDs. It was. Uh, I know. Look what I am. He wasn't shows. even an overachiever for those things. <laughs> I, I did well. I, I mean, I he hardly. I did very well in those businesses. First of all, all your pot plants died. They did. Yeah. 
So to the network, we actually end up, uh, yeah. Rogers, one of the, the big networks, the, we were actually fortunate. The head guy, the VP of their uh, new development, he actually sat down with us. He let us pitch him and everything like that. He said he likes us and our energy. He's like, this is not the process. This isn't how you do it. We would never give you money to produce a show because you have no track record. So he said that what you should do is find a production company that we know that, work, that will work with you, and we did. And then that's how eventually we were able to pitch through them. Then we pitched the idea of Jonathan and me doing what we do with clients already, Property Brothers, and then it was a slow takeoff. From actually, it was a fast takeoff. Within three months, we became the top show on the Canadian network. Mm. And then uh, <clears throat> when we went to the U.S., with, again within a matter of months, we were the top show on HGTV. So HGTV basically took the idea from well. Roger, the Roger, interesting Rogers. thing is HGTV in the U.S. originally turned it down. They said they didn't get it. Two brothers. They were looking for husband and wife combos or male female mm-hmm. combos, and even HGTV Canada turned it down. And they said they don't have any room for it. It was this obscure network in Canada called the Women's Network W Network, and they're they're like you know two young guys in tight jeans doing slow motion renovations. Hell yeah, we'll take that. And <laughs> so we did it. And then when this, when we went to number one on that network within three months, we went back to HGTV US and said, hey, do you want to try it You know, now that you see these ratings? And so they had us edit it down to a half-hour version for the first um, season to test it. Same thing happened. Within three months, we were the number one show on the network. Now, how many years has it been now? Ten, Ten years. years. It was actually 2008 was the first year I got a call about... Um, potentially doing property brothers and uh the funny so at the time i was a real estate agent as well so i was working with clients the big movie chain in canada is called cineplex Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in canada and then the production company that approached me for property brothers is called cineflix and so i used to get bulk passes i get a thousand passes at a time for the cineplex movies and i would give them to clients as a gift Mm -hmm. and so for the first 10 minutes of cineflix calling me to pitch me to do this show i was so confused because i thought it was the lady that was my contact (laughs) for movie tickets and i was finally like i don't understand what you're talking about i just want my movie passes for my clients and she's like no no we want you to host a tv show i'm like oh so anyway that's where in 2008 we started shooting 2009 uh we did a sizzle at first then we did a a pilot episode and then they actually um we didn't hear from them actually for a couple of months and we thought that they they dropped the idea and then so jonathan was back in calgary i was back in vancouver and then randomly i just got a call and they said hey the network has decided to pick up a full first season of your show can you be moving to toronto in a week they picked up a whole season yeah they picked up the whole season how many episodes are in a season uh, it, it started out originally we were just doing 13 episodes yeah. okay. a season and then we because we were going away then and block shooting in different cities we're like well we've got lots more time why don't we make this more efficient and so we started doing 20 uh 26, 26 episodes. episodes for Property Brothers, but then we wanted to add another show, Buying and Selling. So Property Brothers was helping people to buy and renovate a house. Buying and Selling is people who are trying to sell their house, so to make good use of our time because we're going city to city. So we ended up 52 episodes a year between the two shows we were doing. Whoa. The next closest talent um, on the network was 13 episodes. Wow. Nobody was able to do it. And then our production company ended up taking over. This past year, we actually purchased the IP for Property Brothers, so we now own Property Brothers. Oh, great. And oh, great so. Who came up with the name? Uh, actually, it was a group thing between the network and whatnot. They sent a li- we sent a list of ideas to them. Drew actually still has the original list, the piece of paper that we wrote it on. Oh, but I remember in the beginning, list? Drew. So we were talking about property values, and I remember Drew was like, "Nah, I think we can do better." And so we came up with this whole list: mending fences, bungalow brothers, <laughs> oh, <it's>, like all <laughs> this stupid <laughs> shit. Wait, here we go. Here we go. Is, you're getting all the so it's, the alternative it's a long names. List, but I'll pull out some good ones. So it was. Uh, Relative Realty. 
Uh, on the job with Jonathan and Drew. Double vision. Those are those twin <laughs> Hold on. Mending double. fences. Double vision's like a porno. Yeah. Bros I've before Renos. I think I have too. No. Bros before Renos. Oh, well. Who, 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 who came up with the bros before <laughs> Renos? I don't know. Two men, two men in a hammer. Uh, I don't know. So it, there's so many dumb ones, and Did then you we realize two men in a hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, two men in a hammer. Another porno. Mi- a mirror image. Um, the that's where yeah, all the inspiration comes. The from. brothers mirror rules? image. Oh, God, Wait, terrible. by the way, that is a statistic for twins. You know the statistic? Yeah. That were amazing, mirror image identical way. twins have reverse asymmetrical features. And also, like that's because we're we are apparently mirror, mirror twins. Because I'm a lefty, he's a righty. Oh, so um, you have that too? Because twenty percent have have different. Yeah. yeah, they use. And which is which is interesting. I mean, I, there's You're so many things. I'm a lefty, I'm and Jonathan's a, a see. Yes, that's why we're the more brilliant. I'm a lefty. <laughs> oh, okay. All three of us are. I right right handed, you know? and then all sports left handed. And I'm thing. actually the opposite. I have left, and I throw left, but I bat right and I golf right and I I'm the same I'm ambidextrous so I do, yeah, everything, I do everything with both hands but I predominantly handed. do things like right and everything with my right hand I play guitar right handed but the only reason I do that everything else I do left handed but that's because my my dad refused he, to teach me guitar left handed he's like you will learn what I know and so I just learned uh, right handed but anyway yeah so we are mirror, mirror twins and the name of the show I'm glad we went with Property Brothers in the end Jonathan and I had to talk we're like wait if we make it Property Brothers the chance of them replacing us after season one if we really suck is really low so it's going to be harder to find other brothers that do what we do so that's why we we went with that name and then it ended up being we air in over 160 countries it's just that's amazing so t- so 10 years and now the, i mean 50 so i mean what hundreds and have hundred thousand how many houses 400 as of um uh, it, within a couple months we'll hit our 400th episode 400 which we just discovered we were looking at all the stats that means that we have Hosted more hours of original content, more episodes than any other person in history in this space. In this space, yeah, but it's fun. We love that's four hundred families, okay. But also people watching the millions of people globally of that all have been inspired. Of the four hundred houses, have you ever done a house and been like, "That was terrible"? This is okay. You know what's funny? <laughs> How dare you? We judge. really fucked no, that house up. There, there's, there, there's one episode we didn't air. Out, out of all the episodes, there's only one that has never aired, and it was a guy. It, he was a firefighter, so the, the network does the approvals for who'll be on the show, and they're like, "Oh, firefighter! You'll get his firefighter buddies over, and it'll be good TV, and it'll be good programming." Anyway, he wanted to buy this house. It was in a neighborhood in Toronto where it was an old landfill, and all the houses built on top of it. They didn't prep the ground properly, and all the houses were sinking. So when you walk into the house. From the front where you are to the back, it actually dipped like a foot. It was crazy. And he just wanted to level out the floors instead of properly fixing the house. And we said, we can't do that. We have to do everything properly. We would never do a, half, a half-ass a job. And um, anyway, the guy was adamant he was going to buy the house. We ditched him, and he still got it. We, we started the episode. We filmed for two days with, with the guy and did the tour and everything. And then we, I said to him, I'm, like, I'm not going to take on a project where we're illegally mm-hmm. like not getting permits. Well, uh, yeah. And so we didn't. that's the only one that hasn't aired. I've... We've never, you know, had a project where I didn't like, like we screwed that up or I didn't like it. Sometimes, like there have been things that I've done. Like I remember one project, I had this idea in my mind for this really cool vintage medallion feature on the ceiling. It was like a, it was an old row home, 120 years old and tall ceiling. So I wanted to do this cool medallion thing and I put it in and I looked up when it was done. I was like, that's the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> it looked like and a so, vagina, actually. <laughs> it did. <laughs> um, so so does HGTV pay for 
the renovations. No, and, and that's actually a great question. And, and, and then the follow-up question is, when I watch some of these shows, it's like, is it done with, with quality material? Or is it just yeah. shit to cut costs? I know that's a great thing. What I love, HGTV, they stay on top of productions because there are other shows out there that are home renovation shows um, on different networks and stuff. And a lot of times, you know, it could look pretty good on TV, but at the end of the day, it's not a great job. Like, it, or things aren't finished properly. Um, it's it's just not what you would ever want to have in your house. We on our shows, whatever you see, it is highest quality. You know, there's there's the National Building Code, then there's the Row Code. We call it like because we're, our um, the level of what we want to leave everybody with is it's important we give them the best of the best because the thing too is they're all our you know calling card out there if we do a terrible job and somebody says bad things about us it doesn't look good on us as mm -hmm. well and on top of that um people ask like the furniture do you stage the house and it looks beautiful and then as soon as you're done rolling you're like right. back up the truck let's right. take it all out <laughs> no with our shows all of the furniture and everything's included mm -hmm. um in the budget too mm -hmm. it's important like when we renovate a house we renovate it the way we would want to renovate our own place mm -hmm. yeah. and um i have gone in like i remember I, I went into a house that it turns out had been on another show years and years and years ago and i could not believe the crappy quality of the work that had been done on this place and so yeah like that that was one thing we said was very important to us yeah. take the tv show out of it we're actually trying to help these people and improve their lives and mm -hmm. the only way you can do that is if you do it right you have a follow-up you have a follow-up oh yeah you do. actually last year we did a follow-up because we shot in atlanta and so we did a follow-up because oh, this, there's one or two things that happen we renovate the house and then we come back five years later and nothing has changed. Literally, every like decor piece where we put it is in the exact same really? place. Nothing has changed. Or the kids ruined it five months later. Uh, so it we went back to this family oh, and, yeah. and not, nothing had changed in their house. The only thing that changed is they got married since we were with uh, we did the show with them. And so one of our art pieces was swapped out for a wedding photo. But I mean, at the end of the day, like renovations are very stressful. Buying a house is very stressful. Anyone going through renovation knows it's stressful in a relationship. I see the look in your eyes, so you've dealt with it. But the last thing we would ever want to do is try to help a family through this process and then leave them high and dry on something in the end. We want them to love their home the way that we love our own homes. I mm -hmm. love. I great. actually love the process. I always say if I wasn't doing what I like at some point, it would be fun to to flip houses because I have love a good design. I you have, uh, from what I've seen and also we featured you in Reveal. You have at least it looks to me like I, you have a great design. I mean, eye. I I I think I do. I like it because I like living in my houses or the houses that I've done. You know, the craftsmanship and the yeah. work that people put into making homes yeah. to me is like. I mean, that's the stuff that I love. Well, yeah, you don't and need to have a stark modern home um, to, you know, to get some of that modern aesthetic or functionality. You can still have those character elements throughout the home, and different spaces can have different vibes. That's why we love, we love our home and what we did because we made sure we cherished all the old. We had the original front door we refurbished, and part of the original banister and fireplace, and. But then we moved the kitchen over before they had the kitchen tucked away because it was a different style of living. Now we have an open flow from the kitchen through the dining to the living room. So here, Were your parents really design like was their home important to them the way it felt and the things that were in it? And yeah, I mean, home has been, always been very important for us. But from a design standpoint, my dad absolutely not. My mom definitely had a little bit more of like a traditional designer um, flair that she would put into it. But um, home was very important for us, having those memories at the holidays, making sure that we felt like we were safe and mm -hmm. that, you know, if there was something creatively, cre creatively that one of us wanted to follow, my parents would make sure that they built out a space for us to do that in. So like, you know, for That's my magic, great. I had a magic space that I could work Or dad in. would let us use his office as our fort when we were kids. Like we would build, we'd take all the old boxes from the old appliances and stuff and we would build out a whole town down there. And so they gave us areas to let our creativity grow the most for our parents um 
home was where we all were. It didn't matter the physical structure as much. It was where we were as a family and spending time together. And so we had moved a few times, but they really gave us that sense of calm whenever mm. we were at home. Yeah, I feel that way because we travel so much. But I think, and you know, Oliver's wife, Erin, does that as well because she literally. I mean, we don't go anywhere without her bringing like half of the house oh, and the and kitchen and like the snacks. And I, I can so yeah. when we're filming it's on the like, road, but, I can pack up. No joke, the my entire apartment or wherever we are on the road, I can pack my whole place up less than four hours. Done. Yeah, Drew and Linda takes like have like nine hundred <laughs> suitcases <laughs> and a Sherpa <laughs> and a, yes. you know. You, you have to appreciate this That's though. When you wife. film on the road, like we literally majority of the time we're on the road working. You know, our family and friends stay at our houses at home more than we do. So we have our house on the road because we're always there, and then we have our house stuff at home. So mm -hmm. we try to make ourselves comfortable on the road. When did you guys discover that you were actually twins? Like, was there a moment where you went? Oh wait, this is not like the for normal. years. I thought it was just a mirror that I was looking at until well, I turned forty-one. And then no, I, realized, I mean, for the for the first six months of Drew's life, he was growing in my shoulder, and then eventually they cut him out, <laughs> and he grew. I don't. I don't remember exactly though. Like, like when we're toddlers, so was there I think ever we a moment where okay, is there ever a moment where you realize like were you always aware that you were like that it was. Different. Yeah, as far as I can remember back to when I was a kid, because you know you can't remember everything as a kid. Um, I remember having a twin, and maybe when we were toddlers, we just thought we were siblings or brothers. But I do remember thinking that there's a guy that looks exactly like me that is always around. Even and today, it's actually kind of funny because you don't think about it. You don't think about oh, I have a guy who shares my face. You just you don't think about it. I just think about the fact that I have siblings, same as my older brother. I have a sibling, and then all of a sudden, even today, you'll clue in. You'll be like. That is a little weird. It it's a little strange. <laughs> well, I, and actually people think, you know, the triplets make us not as cool anymore, but still people will look at us like we're the, the craziest thing they've ever seen. And, right. and that's kind of funny to me because I'm like, twins are pretty common now. So uh, the new magazine, how did this venture start? Well, it's it's all our fans. It, right. it, it comes from the fans and, and they, they've said, you know, they love what we do with our shows and we're inspiring them in their homes, but they were, they're always asking for more ways that we can sort of inspire them or, or uplift them or share stories with them. And we thought... You know, it's, our brand isn't just a home brand anymore. It's a lifestyle brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are more aspects to our lives and stories that we want to share. And so Reveal, you know, our, our slogan is it all starts at home, but home is a springboard for life. So whether it's food, travel, um, family, love, we wanted to share more. And there's so many amazing people like yourself in our first issue. That's right. You're in there at home feature, at in home my, with In Kate. my favorite room. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's exciting for us to share other inspiring stories out there. And, there, and there's cool stuff too. You know, we've got, you know, in the very first issue, we've got our parents, but every issue will have some celebrities' parents that will talk about an aspect of growing up. Or celebrities that are parents. Yeah, celebrities that are parents. That's cool. Um, we've also got like fails. Um, Zoe is doing the fail article where they, they went out <laughs> to do some something, whether it was to throw a party or to make some fashion decision, and it just totally bombed Ooh, bad. Yeah. And so it's a lighthearted take on something that can give people real steps, simple steps to get more out of life. But this also, it's great. It's really, and it's just, it's uh, pulling back the curtains a little more in our our lives, and there's so much family is the number one most important thing to us. My wife and I want to have kids soon too, and I think there's a lot that we can still learn and share the experience as we grow together with our audience. And I mean, amazing people too. Like if you know Oh Joy, Joy mm -hmm. Cho between oh, the Oh yeah. Joy brand, she's going to be featured as well. And we have so many amazing, amazing people that are sharing well, stories. I always like when you kind of because we talk about this a lot, and you kind of you're going into your content piece, you know, where you get to talk about other things 
that are an extension of yourself. After a while, you know, you probably, you guys probably do a lot of talking about yourself and and the things that you do, but you really also get to now highlight people that inspire you or that you like what they're doing and all that. So that's fun. And then brother versus brother. And this is you guys competing, which is Always. what you do best. This is season seven of Brother vs. Brother. That's so after wild. Property Brothers and our other shows, Jonathan and I were talking to the network and they're like, your shows are the top shows on the network. Is there anything else you can do for us? And we said, well, we love to compete. And they would see that on social media and whatnot. People's, uh, our fans loved it as well. And we're like, why don't we compete designing two houses? So this was actually Jonathan's plan to get me from just wearing a suit and getting my hands dirty again. So I had to get in there and do my own construction. And how does that usually pan out? Uh, well, I've won more episodes than Drew has. You have. Who, who, no, who no, no, no. the winner? I've uh, won more episodes. You've won more overall sale. Yeah, that's true. So the basically the way it works <laughs> is the um, each episode there's a challenge like the kitchen challenge and whatnot. And we'll have random celebrity friends who come in and judge the spaces based on whatever they want. They can judge. They can say I don't like pink, so you lose. Whatever. The way that you win an actual season, the whole season of it is we renovate the houses, we sell them, and then whichever brother makes a bigger profit wins period oh, and then cool. all the money goes to charity that's great and so the funny thing is the last season we shot in san francisco and so and, and every challenge too when, whenever one of the brothers lose an episode like the living room or the master bedroom there's a winning brother and a losing brother and so the winning brother gets a reward and so one of our challenges was like i'm a huge basketball nut and so one of the rewards was to go shoot hoops with steph curry mm-hmm. and so i'm like i want this one and the losing brother had to be the ball boy well sure enough i won and so we, we get to do fun things that are centric to the city did you guys get to shoot with steph yeah yeah i did and that's he's sweet. like golf guy uh, well, I, I love Raptors. I love Clippers. Um, I haven't Aww. actually been to see the Lakers. The Raptors, you lost your boy. No, I know. Well, he's here now, so I can see him in I LA. Lakers. But, and also uh, Golden State. But um, but so uh, with that, we're now filming Brother vs. Brother Season <clears throat> 7 in LA. So the only thing I can tease oh, to everybody fun. is think of the fun LA-centric rewards that you're going to see in Punishments for Jonathan or Loser. Can I, can I, <laughs> can I pitch myself? Yes. Okay. Yeah. How will you reward? We'll us? give you thirty seconds. No. Go. Okay. Thirty seconds. Um, I want to renovate my house. I, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Is there any way that I can be on the show so I can get my house renovation That's done the for pitch free? We get from everybody. <laughs> That so, is literally the pitch from everybody. Yeah, but you have know. you learned nothing from this podcast? I mean, no, I, our homeowners pay for eighty percent of the renovation, so they're still paying for the renovation on the show. Yeah, um, so the that's a good twenty percent. But we you know? we give not only the get use of our design yeah. team for free. Yeah, we get it done in a fraction of the time. Most people I know in LA who are renovating, it's like a year and a half or more renovation. But also, we stretch a we budget like no one's business. I mean, if you see what like sometimes you're like, you renovated that house for that much money. Come on, yeah. but our budgets are real. It's just we we get some stuff for free as well tradeouts from uh, 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 companies but we really know how to organize stretch a budget and do it okay. fast what's right. the Call biggest you. budget house you've ever done well so for Brady Bunch House yeah did you do that yeah, one that was yeah. pretty big I mean that was uh, awesome that was we've, we've done in the, we've done in the millions for residential um, I, I used to do commercial before we were doing the shows and whatnot, and so those were large budgets yeah. as well but uh, yeah, yeah but I'm, a, I'm like I'm like kind of a celebrity you know what I mean yeah. like I can <laughs> I can help out with. I, I, I love, think it'll be a big show. I love show. your sister. I think you, it'll be a big show. I absolutely show. love your sister. <laughs> yeah, you can't pay with just weed. just consider the pitch. Okay, just gonna, at least consider it. I'm My house is like it. a children's frat house. I have three kids. The dogs piss everywhere. I need an adult home. Sounds I'm gonna like do you this need for the kids. a dog trainer. I'm gonna do this for no, the children. I need Sound, a yes, sounds like. Well, Oliver has been trying to renovate this house. I think this could be a great episode. I'm actually renovating this house. If we had to choose one of your two houses to renovate on, and you had to each choose one one reason why you would be the better candidate, 
How, how would you sales pitch that? To oh, us? I mean, me, I would, I, me. Well, what? That's why? the reason. That's I like the, the reasoning. You just, me really selling us on it. What? Just me. <laughs> me. Period. Why? Well, Why are you the better give us fake oh, well, because first of all, show. I don't have an eye for design like Kate does, but I'm willing to learn. I know <laughs> what's good. I just don't know how to make it all come together. I have three kids and not nearly the amount of money that Kate has to do whatever she wants with her 17 houses <laughs> and properties. I don't have seven. I have one property. But you could have more houses if you wanted. <laughs> now he's <laughs> hypothetically no, bashing you. No, so. but so, Basically. you know, and I'm better on camera in a sort of an improv sense. You know what I mean? Like I will be more what flashy. What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just fun. I'm I just a like fun in guy. Your, in your process of applying to our show, you've now ruined your sister brother relationship uh, no, no, no then, i'm so used to this but here's what i would say here's why i'd be the the best candidate for your show <laughs> it's because you have 11 million my, instagram followers my, i actually really love to build homes and the attachment i've had to this property is really intense because we grew up over there so i've held on to this house forever I win. In the time it took for you guys to pitch those, we've unfortunately fully cast the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so how often do you talk each day? These are our speed rounds. Uh, with each other? Yeah. Every day. Yeah, every day. At uh, least. Multiple times a day? Uh, multiple times. Most, mostly just via text. Ooh. What's the dumbest thing you've done to be competitive? Um, Something just stupid where it's like, I'm better than you, but this is completely lame. Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I'd, I'd have to think. I mean, I, I do a lot of dumb shit. He, he, <laughs> I mean, when we were younger, he used to try to, like, if there was a girl we both kind of liked, he'd try to get there first before yeah. me to one up me. And then uh, sometimes I think it was a little bit too intense and stalkerish. And so that was always mm -hmm. making them like me more. Do you guys have the same, <laughs> do you guys have the same body hair pattern? I have no body hair. Do you have any body hair? I have you body like hair. Yeah. You do. So you have body hair and you don't. <laughs> I have laser. Oh, you laser. Here we go again. Let me start yeah. with this stuff. Yeah. We're gonna end with this. Okay. One word to describe <laughs> each other. But you describe each other. Okay. Um, all in. That's two words, but it's still Jonathan. So Drew hyphenated. says Jonathan is all in. Jonathan, Drew? Um, I would say uh, like forward. Like nice. Definitely the, the more outgoing. Brand. Who's better at keeping a secret? Definitely, oh, Drew. Jonathan. Me, Drew. Oh my gosh, no, he's the worst. <laughs> oh really? You have to tell I me it's a well, secret for me to know more. I have to keep it. Boom! I'm with you, man. Thank you. If you don't tell me not to say anything, then How I'm just going to say it. How am I supposed to not know not you to just, tell the family well, that someone's pregnant? Because when you don't indulge unless. Oh my God, <laughs> Unless, gonna, I, I know this is a speed round, but can I just really quickly say this? Yeah. It was a big reveal on Property Brothers, and the family, um, the, the wife was revealing on the show that she's pregnant, but she didn't want to tell her family until the show was airing, so all her family would see on the show that she's saying she's pregnant. Well, the production team was there, and they were told I was shooting on another location, and then I came over. They were all told it's a secret <laughs> from the family, and then we were just about to do a big thing with the family at the end, like your congratulations. So I come in. The first thing I say to the production person, I'm like, hey, so does everyone know um, that, it's, uh, that, that she's pregnant? And they're like, yeah, everyone knows. Well, they meant all the crew know. I thought they meant all the family know. So we did a big speech in front of the oh, whole family. No. And, and the lady's oh, like, no. we're so happy to be on Property Brothers. Did Thank you for doing this cry? with us. And then I take the mic. And then I'm saying next to her, I'm like, well. Oh, she's like, this, this renovation was such a, a great surprise for us. And then I take the mic. And I'm like, well, that's not the only great surprise. And I put my hand on her stomach. And I'm like... And I look out, and all I see is Jonathan and all our, our team, like to their oh hand to their throat, God. going Shut mortified. Up. I'm mortified. You got to tell me it's a secret. That's anyway, funny. 
That's funny. Okay, what do you think is the biggest difference between the two of you? Um, Jonathan, uh, we're right. We're, yeah, yeah no, Jonathan no, likes yeah. Jonathan likes downtime more. I'm learning to like downtime more. I'm a workaholic, and okay. I really love a busy, busy pace. And especially with wanting kids soon, I need to learn to shut up. Can I say something real quick? You know what's so funny is like when we we do these podcasts. We always sit across. It always seems like the two similar people are sitting next to each other in every single one it's that true. we do. So you don't shower either? No. <laughs> no, it's cool. Yeah, it's a waste I, of water. I actually hate showering. I'm an eco warrior. Yeah. Who's more outgoing? Um, I would say oh, overtly, like as far as like meeting people and doing that and having friends and being social. True. True. But, but both are going. Who is messier? Jonathan, 100%. Who? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a clean freak. I like things he has where dogs. I like things, Who? but I don't have to put all the clothes away or the dishes away until after I've enjoyed the meal. No. Okay. Who, would win in, who would win in a fist fight? Drew, 100%. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. You about would that. win? I don't know. Why are you in so surprised? Fight? Because he seems a little, I don't know. Like, I fight dirty. You do. Oh, yeah. you go for the shins. He'd, he'd, he'd pull out like a he'd like <laughs> slice my ankle or something, and I would just go for my. my I'm wiry. One punch. Who's funnier? I'm stronger. Who's the funniest of you two? Uh, I, I I would say John. Like John is funny, but we we play off each other. That's what we love. We 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 get asked to do individual appearances, but I actually enjoy being together because we have a fun sibling so, dynamic. So who's the wittiest? Like who's the? Uh, I would I would say probably like I I. I think that would probably be it. Like yeah, I'd say maybe Jonathan. Yeah. And Goofy? Who's goofiest? We trade uh, off. I, yeah. I think the fans may think that on the show, Jonathan's goofier because there's more like screen time doing demolition where he can goof off. Uh -huh. But 90% of think, what I say on the show, they could never oh, air. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in reality, <laughs> probably me, but on so the much. show, it appears Jonathan. So who's the most rebellious? Jonathan, all growing up, 100%. He, was, he rebelled more than I was. He was a pain in the butt. Are you guys 100% authentic on this show? Or is there a part of you that sort of gives it a little bit more because you know you're on camera, you know you're entertaining? No, you know, I mean, are you just so, are you, this is who you are. It is yeah. who we are. And yeah. I think that's one thing that the fans really love and gravitate towards yeah. is that when they meet us in person, they're always like, you're so you on the show. Right. Like, well, we're not pretending to be someone else. So. If um, you were to cast yourself, in a movie, who would you cast? Uh, well, Jonathan hmm. always gets Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, like all I the time. Well, it. by looks, or, yeah. or he had Pee Wee Herman. So then that would be oh. Con Paul so Rubin? basically they'd have <laughs> Paul no. But I never well, get I that. I don't even Somebody know why I'm asking Paul this because then it would have no, to be the that's, same no, that's guy. No, that's the funny thing though. Nobody ever <laughs> says that. Everyone always says he looks like Harry Connick, but I always get if my hair like a bit of beard and, and in shorter hair, I get Ben Affleck, mm -hmm. or I get like Tony Robbins. So <laughs> that's a nice cross, Tony Robbins. It's a nice it's like cross. If, if Tony and I would and cast Christopher Walken yeah. as myself. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, okay, so the best advice that you've received from each other, we like this is our favorite part. Advice, I'd say the one thing that I really love that jo Jonathan and I are a good reminder for each other, and because I'm a workaholic, it's nice for him to remind me to enjoy the journey. It's not always just about the end result. To take time to enjoy the journey, especially when I have someone amazing like my wife with me, take time to enjoy the small moments along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. one of the things that Drew had sort of brought into the fact that when we would disagree on how to do something, Drew had said, uh, you know, you gotta understand there's a million right ways to do something but it doesn't always take the right. It always doesn't always. There's a million right ways to do something, but it doesn't always take the same path to get there. Right. And so that was actually very valuable because you're right. At the end of the day, who cares what method you use as long as you get, yeah, yeah. I mean, and tying into that though too, best advice we ever had together um, from from our mom and dad. Like they they gave us so much great advice. And at the time as kids, you don't think about it, but. 
like stuff, for example, I said, you can always get to the top. If you're really passionate about something and you want to achieve something, you can always get there, but there's always a path to do it without stepping on someone along the way. And I think that's how we've always lived our lives is we never have to knock someone else down or put someone else in a worse situation to get to where we wanted to get to. There's always a way to work with other people to get there. Sounds mm-hmm. like you've awesome parents. I know. They're, they're rock stars. And they're still together. Yeah. They're still yeah. together. Oh, we spend they, as much time as possible oh, together. They're going to be with awesome. us for the, over the holidays too. So. Still in love and all yeah. that. That's so great. Yeah. It's not, so that's, that's a rarity. If you could give your sibling right. something, like if you could insert them with a characteristic or something that you knew would be amazing for them, what would that be? Like what do you wish like, that, that they don't already have? Yeah, something that if you, if you just had this, you hmm. know. I would say the ability to realize that other people have emotions and don't necessarily think about things like a robot. <laughs> I've, I've worked on that over my years with Linda. Before I was very, I just talked to everyone the way I talked to John, and very f- straightforward. And uh, but now I'm learned, fine with I've that. I've learned to mellow. I, I would say, which Johnson's actually come to realize, I think too. But you know, over the years, he's been in and out of relationships, and I think the one great thing was to, like, it was to remind him that. He is a catch. Like, I'm not just saying that because he looks like me. Like, he is a great person. He loves with his whole heart whenever he's with somebody. And that he will find somebody that feels the same way in return and gives him back how much that he gives. Yeah. And I like that he, I don't know if that was a reminder that, that you needed, but I like that he um, took that and now he's in an amazing relationship. That's great. And what would you Yay. take What would you take from each other? Like, if you could take one thing. Relieved, oh, it, it, like relieve. It would it would be that you know that, robot. that carefree thing where you just go up and meet a stranger and yeah. have no problem meeting a stranger. I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't. So want. you would, but would you like to have a piece of that? Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, and I think it's Jonathan is the, Jonathan yeah. is a hopeless romantic, and so I think for for me, like he, there's so many little things that he always does. I'm like, that's taking so much time. Why are you doing that? But he does all these amazing little things. I think that's something that I'm continually learning from him. Uh, to improve on, yeah. yeah. The fearlessness, it's a, that's the word that I use with her too because that's what I would take yeah. from Kate. She's just fearless and if I could have a little piece of that, I'd be way more famous it's a good, than her. It's a very good attribute. Yeah. You guys I, are awesome. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Thank I would, chat, really I would chat for another two hours yeah. but yeah. I have to pee. No, I Thank know. you, you so go. much for coming go. and talking Thank to you guys. us. Thank and you. We'll, we'll awesome. see you again yes. when you do my at, house. Yeah, when you do my house. Thanks, guys. Later. Sibling Revelry is executive produced by Kate Hudson, Oliver Hudson, and Sim Sarna. Supervising producer is Allison Bresnik. Editor is Josh Windish. Music by Mark Hudson, a.k.a. Uncle Mike.